Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me across social media at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter. Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. If you like the content here, please consider writing a review wherever you can write a review for the podcast. It would greatly be appreciated. And rate the podcast if you can. That way we can become a bigger buddy. I'd like to do this here. Hope everyone's having a good week. Uh, I won't try to keep you guys long again today. Uh, I know I say that about every episode. Uh, some sad news coming out of the Ike world this week. Uh, Mimi's Papa Nianu, uh passed away at the age of 80. He was a cornerstone of Ike in the 60s and 70s. And a player that really helped put Ike on the map. Won numerous championships, cups with Ike. Um, he is also featured on the, you know, in the new stadium as a cornerstone in one of the stadiums. They have, uh, I, I, I guess you can't call it paintings, a picture of him. I think it's, uh, Tomas Mavros is the other player, Nestoridis, and maybe Serafidis. I forget who the fourth player is. I apologize. Um, just, um, was voted actually as the best Greek player of the 20th century. Um, as I was saying, he played for Ike for many years, 17-year career from 1962 to 1979. Um, in 1965, Real Madrid had a friendly against Ike in the Philadelphia where uh, who later actually ended up coaching at Ike for a season from 78 to 79, uh, really wanted him. And he, Ike was offered like a lucrative deal for, for the time being in, uh, in Greek football. And they refused to give him up because they were afraid of a backlash from the supporters. And it actually caused kind of a rift for a little bit for with Papanianu and Ike management as he ended up leaving the club and actually uh, got to know um, the legendary Greek singer Kazadzidis. And they uh, they toured for a few months in uh, Germany together because uh, he was a very good singer, Mr. Papadimanu, who actually sings the uh, Ike anthem that's still uh, heard today at every home match of Ike. Um, just a, a club legend, man. That you know, um, and what actually happened was he left because he couldn't. They wouldn't transfer he couldn't get a transfer to Madrid and then uh he wanted to sit out he told Madrid he'll sit out for a season so till his contract expired with Ike to avoid a ban I guess from UEFA and Real Madrid refused that because they said you know we don't want to have bad relations with Ike and so the story goes so it, it really to think about it in modern terms it very well is a missed opportunity for uh, Greek football in general. He could have been the first Greek football megastar, um, but he was at Ike. You know, I remember my dad, when I finally made this, the decision to become an Ike fan as a kid, my dad used to tell me stories about him and Nistodidi all the time. And the Ike of the 60s, my dad kind of grew up in the 60s. He was probably in his uh, uh, late 20s, early 30s in the 60s. Um, so he used to talk about Papa Nuano a lot. 
and just a very classy guy. All the stories that I've been hearing the past few days about how he never liked taking credit for anything when he was asked one time, you know, he, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember the quote exactly and I didn't write it down. But when he was asked who was better, him or Nistoridis, he said Nistoridis is, is miles ahead of me kind of thing. Um, obviously that incredible voice that we could still hear today and that he, he'll always live on in, in the memories of, of Ike fans, of older Ike fans, and he'll always live on as a legend being in, in the stadium now and um, also through music, through him uh, composing the hymn along with Kazadzidis and one other person. Um, just a kind of humbling, sad day when you think all these legends are slowly passing on in Greek football. And um, just you wonder about, you know, even the other day I was hearing a story that Domazo, another Mimis, great Mimis, who played for Ike, but he identifies more as Panathinaikos and had a long career at Panathinaikos. Um, he was telling stories about, you know, how they almost made it to the World Cup in 1970 in Mexico. They lost the playoff game against Romania and how he believed that would have completely changed their careers had they made that World Cup. A lot of Greek players would have went out and played um, in, in, in Europe. You know, today we don't think about that as being odd when you have, you know, Chimikas at Liverpool and you have, you know, Yakomakis was playing at Celtic and you have all these players that have played or we've got tons of Greek talent now out in Europe that play at pretty big clubs. Um, back then, you know, that wasn't the case. And just, you know, I love hearing all these stories about him. He was laid to rest today. Uh, may his memory be eternal. And he definitely, definitely is a, is a legend that won't be forgotten. All right. Hard to move on from that. I know. Um, so I'm going to take a different approach to the podcast. Like I said, I'm going to try not to make it that long. I don't want to talk about the derby against Oribekos again. I'll mention it here and there uh, as I'm going through this. But it, it's just, you know, it's it's been saturated out there. It's been overanalyzed. Um, it, there's nothing you could say. It was it was it was a it was a tough loss to take because of the opponent and um, because of the the way the playoff schedule, which I'm going to go through here in a second, plays out for Ike. It it becomes even a tougher loss to take, actually. Um, but you know, this team, this is the time where you need to show championship pedigree, championship resiliency, and they need to bounce back. Um, if you are going to win a title, these are the moments where you really need to show that. So hopefully they do. Um, but it's just as far as scheduling comes out, it, it, it um, it hurt. And, and the thing the thing is, is that, um, you know, there's one or two ways that this could go if they wind up fizzling out and not really making a deep run in the playoffs. Not a deep run. You know, if, if, if I end up fizzling out and finish further back after the playoffs, it's going to be seen as that one game where the downslope started for Ike. If we end up winning the championship and maybe the domestic double, then, uh, you know, and you close fans will kind of remind us of this every once in a while. But other than that, it's going to be a distant memory. Let's hope that the latter happens, that it becomes a distant memory. Um, 
you know, I talked about the play of the game, then how the how the teams played and how Ike and my eyes played much better. It, you know, we just need to get better at finishing. But let's move on from there. A couple <clears throat> news and notes on the club. Levy Garcia, most likely not to start this week again. He's had a little bit of a setback with another injury uh, that could keep him out for this big, big dead be the way the playoffs have shaken out. Ike have to... Ike, welcome Panathinaikos, the league leaders now at home in a massive, massive way to start the playoffs. And then Mukudi, who was dealing with a nagging injury this past week, was able to practice today. And he, they said he should be match fit, which is good news because, Jesus, if things could get, could get worse, you know, we're talking about people getting healthy, but we're like an injury away from seeing Zavellas and Mitoglu starting as center backs and... Let's keep our fingers crossed that this doesn't happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, no offense to those players, but we know they're not a great center back pairing. Um, so let's go here. So as I was saying, the draw happened. Um, I thought the draw was kind of shady at first because, of course, who's the team that lucked out? Everyone talked about how... Me, personally, I was pumped after the Olympiacos game, and I was so pissed that I was like, I want to play Olympiacos next week in freaking Karaskaki, or back home again, because I want to see this past weekend's game as an anomaly. Like, this, it was, statistically, it was disgusting to see how much better Ike were on the pitch than Olympiacos. Now, what anybody will tell you that either loves, hates analytics, or studies analytics... The bottom line is the only statistic that matters is the top one where how many freaking goals did you score? But take that score away and you see that Ike had 11 corner kicks and Olympiacos had one and Ike had 70, 30, I think even higher than that. It was close to 75 to 25 almost of possession in that match. Uh, so a little bit of me was like, I kind of want this game, but logically you're like, okay, you want the two weaker opponents to start off with, especially when you're coming off a loss with Olympiacos. I think everyone was thinking, okay, let's let's get Volos and Aris. And who got that draw? Olympiacos. Not going to start any controversy with that because later on I heard that the draw was actually done by a a Swiss company. Not that that really means much, but, you know, whatever. Like Olympiacos got that draw. As I was looking at it, it was kind of firing me up a little bit because I, and I'm just going to talk about the first two matches here. So we get Panathinaikos this weekend at home, and then we have an international break next weekend. And then after that, have to travel to, to Saloniki to play Pauk and Tumba. Listen, bottom line is two tough matches coming up. Um, I think that obviously best case scenario is for Ike to get all six points, which is going to be very, very difficult. We don't know how this team's going to come out. Ike haven't played their best football against Panathinaikos. And Panathinaikos are, for, say what what you will, they haven't looked pretty at times. They haven't even looked pretty in derbies against Olympiacos. They haven't looked, you know, they haven't played the, the, the prettiest football, but they're in the, they're league leaders for a reason. They've been able to get wins when they have to. Um, and it's just going to be a very difficult match for Ike. Um, you know, if I could won the derby against Olympiacos, then I would say, yes, this is perfect. 
you get the game against Panathinaikos, you either keep the league lead by having a, a draw at home, and then you go to Thessaloniki to play Pauk, and you get that game in Tumba out of the way, and perfect playoff draw, especially if you were able to win against Panathinaikos, you'd be four points up, and then you go into Tumba, and whatever happens, happens. Um, so very tough draw for Ike, having to play Panathinaikos, and... Can they win? Of course. But it would, for me, this is a very vital key match. I don't think that we'd be out of the title run if we lost it. We'd be five points behind Panathinaikos. But things get very, very difficult because now for the next two weeks, the players, the organization, the supporters are going to start kind of getting on everyone's back a little bit. And it depends on how, how you lose the match. And then after there's these... Two weeks go by, you have to go to a place that's very difficult for anyone in the Greek Super League in Tumba to win, but especially for Ike. You know, their fans are going to be up for that match. You know, Lutescu with his antics. Um, so very difficult draw for Ike. If we can pick up six points, I mean, if we're able to beat Panathinaikos and then go up to Tumba and beat Pauk, it, it, it um, would really keep us in this title hunt. Obviously, we'd be first in the league if that happens. Um, but you look at the tail end of this. So let's look at the last three matches, right? We get Olympiacos at home, Aris away, and Volos at home. For me, guys, because I've said this from the beginning, I think everyone's going to beat up on everyone in the playoffs. But that's a good last three games to stop to to end off with because let's say the the title is within three points someone's leading it or you're leading it you get Olympiacos who you know is going to be a key match at that point and you get them back at home and you know yeah they just beat you at home but like I said I I truly believe that was an anomaly that if I can Olympiacos play that game four more times they play out a best out of five series I really think Ike wins at least three out of the five times if not more, especially with that type of performance that they gave. And then you get Aris and Volos. Yes, Thessaloniki is a hard place to play. But for me, I think the way the playoffs are shaping are going to shape out. If Aris and Volos don't have anything to play for those last two games, I'm not saying they're going to lay down and roll over. But that could possibly happen. Um, so, yes, the, the beginning of these playoffs are... are very difficult for Ike. So you're essentially going to three dirt deadbies with your three main competitors. You know, you're essentially, you played Olympiacos last week, you're playing Panathinaikos this week, then you got to go to Thessaloniki and play Pauk. Uh, I still think as much as this would suck, and this is obviously worst, worst case scenario, if Ike don't get any points over the next couple matches, we're still in it. You know, it's it would be difficult especially if Panathinaikos are able to beat us. And then I don't know who they play the, their second match in the playoffs. Um, actually, I'm I'm thinking they probably play Adi because that would mean Panathinaikos would be like eight points ahead. Uh, but you're still in it. And again, I have to reiterate this. That second place spot is very key to European football. I know I keep saying that. Maybe I haven't explained it over the past few podcasts. So... What that does is that gives you a chance for more European qualifiers. Yes, 
as I've said before, for any Greek club, I think it's going to be very tough for anyone to qualify for Champions League. Any Greek club, including us, including this Almeida team that plays great football, that everyone talks about how bad they want to see them play in Europe next year. It's going to be it's going to be very hard because it all comes down to the draw. What shape are you going to be in? What shape is your opponent going to be in? How difficult is your opponent going to be? But what it gives you then is the, the lifeline that Olympiacos got this year is that you drop down competitions. So you have another chance. You bow out of the Champions League, you'll have a chance to go to the Europa League. And I think then if I'm not, I could be mistaken on this, don't quote me on this. But if you win one round in the Europa League, and then lose the playing game before the group stage, you drop down to trying to qualify for the group of the conference league. I think that's how it works out. Or maybe even if you lose in the Europa League qualifications, you could drop all the way down to the conference league. So you get more opportunities instead of having this, you know, one and done type deal where if you qualify for Europa League and let's say you end up playing someone like, I don't know, I'm just going to throw a name out there. You play someone like Atlanta, Atlanta from Italy, uh, that makes it a very difficult draw. And if that's the only European match you have, you lose you lose that tie and, and you're done. You're out of Europe. Whereas if you, call out, if you get that second spot and qualify for Champions League, you're going to have more opportunities to make it to more European competitions. And that, that helps you out tremendously. That helps you out, helps out the club financially. That helps out as far as making better transfers. You know, um, it's no secret that Ike, at the, and during the, trans, the summer transfer window, they went after the player for Ljubljana, Imbom Wang. They went after the, him. They went after him hardcore. They really, really wanted him. But at the time, he didn't want to come play in Greece. And unfortunately, he wanted to play European football. And Ljubljana at least qualified for European football. It just makes a difference at how your whole team's going to run. And if you don't make this European competition, that'll be three years in a row where you're not playing in Europe. That's going to bring the team, the club, their coefficiency down, where it's going to make it even harder the next time you qualify for Europe to to land in a good spot where you're going to play an easier opponent, per se, um, and it's also just going to be devastating for yet the second year in a row that I guess Sofia is open that you don't, you're not qualifying for Europe. Um, so we have to keep that in mind. Like as bad as it sucks to be out of the title race, I would love for I to get one of the two top spots. Like, obviously I want the title. I've said this from day one, we're not used to winning a lot of titles at Ike. I haven't seen a lot of titles in my lifetime championships. I, I want the title whenever we're we're gunning for the title. I mean, every season, that's what Ike means. We go for the title, but we're in the hunt and we're in a good position to where we can actually win the title this year and actually win a domestic double, which I think we've only done twice in our history. Um, so it becomes very important. Of course, this draw, like I said, hard. It's only, I'll go through these games. We got Panathinaikos at home. Pauk away, as I said, after the international break in the Salniki. Volos away. Aris at home. And that becomes a nice little stretch there where we have Volos and Aris. The two teams where 
in my opinion, they're still going to be battling for something. So it's not it's not a cakewalk for Olympiacos. You know, Olympiacos fans are out there talking about how they got the luck of the draw. You have these two teams coming up. These two teams are also playing for something. Adi's playing for Europe. Adi wants to play in Europe because Adi, like, unfortunately, unlike Ike, who were able to sustain themselves without European football last this past year, um, they're going to have a hard time. That team's going to have, you know, you look at the financial repercussions of it. That team's going to have a hard time staying afloat as a club if they do not qualify for Europe. It would be devastating for Adi not to at least qualify to play in the the Conference League competition. Um, not in the group stage, but you guys know what I mean, in the, in the playoffs. Um, so they're going to have something to play for. They're just not going to lay down here in the beginning. The reason why I said at the end of this they might be laying down because, you know, if Adi's are ahead by seven, eight points where mathematically they, they have fifth place wrapped up, then they're not going to care, or Volvos is completely out of it, or vice versa. Like, um, you know, but it, so, but everyone's playing somebody tough. That's why I don't think someone's not going to pull away. Um, you know, Panathinaikos does have a chance if they win in Philadelphia this weekend, and then win the next weekend, to kind of distance themselves a little bit from Mike, but... You don't know. That's a big ask. That's a, you know, Panathinaikos has not been playing great football lately. They've been getting results, obviously. They've been able to, to they have a hard time scoring. Um, you know, their game against Ike, and this this isn't for me to degrade or knock Olympiacos or whatever because I'm pissed off we just lost to them. This is me just seeing it the way I saw the game played out on the pitch. Panathinaikos played a much better match against Dyke in near Philadelphia as far as all-around football than Olympiacos did um, this past weekend. So, Panathinaikos can most certainly come in near Philadelphia, you know, and then if something, knock on wood for Ike, starts to go wrong, we go down early, the supporters are going to, you know, as much as we love Almeida, as much as we love these players, as much as, you know, they, they've... They brought this club back to life compared to what the the uh, the product on the pitch looked like last year. Uh, you know, winning is winning, and you're in a title hunt. And you, if you lose back to back games at home, one to Libercos, one to Panathinaikos, or start losing to Panathinaikos, you're going to hear it from the crowd. I mean, that's just the way it is. No matter how much we love Almeida, and like I said, how much he's changed this this club over the past year. He's done a tremendous job, and and even if I fizzle out, knock on wood, uh, in these playoffs, and let's say we finish third or fourth, it it still has been a monumental achievement on the pitch what Almeida has done. Um, I really don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to be ready to go. Uh, You know, my thing is, I think, best-case scenario is over the next couple of games, just pick up four points. Either get a tie with Panathinaikos to keep them close, to keep them at two points, or, and then win in in, in Tumba. But I think the more, um, the better result would be to get a win against Panathinaikos and go up to Tumba, play out as hard as you can, and at least come away with a, with a point in Tumba.
um, I think that would be the most, would be what I would, what, what I would, what I would want right now, looking at this team, looking at how they are coming in at these playoffs and how difficult these first two matches are going to be. What I don't want to happen is obviously we lose this match to Panathinaikos. We go into Dumba with literally our backs against the walls. You have, then you have to, if you lose this game to Panathinaikos, you have to 100% get a win in Dumba. And that's going to be very, very difficult. Um, you know, and as I said in the previous podcast, or maybe in the, in, before the Ubiakos match, you know, the pure football fan in me, you take Ike out of the equation, which I can't, obviously. That Ubiakos win sets up these playoffs to be fantastic, because if we had beaten Ubiakos, right now we'd be looking at a two-horse race up top with Panathinaikos and Ike. Um, and actually with a chance for one of them to kind of pull some distance or, you know, for them to be fighting for the for the top spot, which is still happening. We're still going to be fighting. But, you know, at the end of the day, if we beat Panathinaikos, we're back on top of the league. Um, but keeping Olibakos in the mix and keeping Balk at distance, but still able to strike if results go their way. And if, you know, they still have a good chance of, if if Ike starts to fall apart here, they still have a chance for second place. And that becomes big too, because they have Adis this weekend. If they lose to Adis and we lose to Panathinaikos, that game becomes big for them also. That game becomes massive uh, after the international break in Dumba, because both teams will have their backs against the wall. Both teams will, will need a win. Okay, um, it would be a, a, you know, football terms, okay, a slaughter in there. It would be a, a battle. Um, Like lots of interesting things here to talk about with these playoffs, but let's just see how they shake out. You know, hopefully I can get the job done. I really, I'm confident that this team will bounce back. Am I saying it with, would I have been more confident? Have we gotten some type of result against Ribeiros? Yes, but I really think Almeida has these players. He works on that mental part of the game so much, that psychological part, has this team playing as a team that, you know, I'm sure Almeida being this managerial genius that we've seen this year and also... It it, it, make, it makes such a difference for me. Yes, we've seen a lot of player managers before. The, the people that have played and have become managers, most of the time, it's not... Most of the good managers out there were not high-profile players. Almeida was both. He was a high-profile footballer, and he's become a good manager. Um, And I think getting to understand that that psyche behind um behind footballers how they how they deal with stuff on and off the pitch how they're going to react how to get them mentally prepared to bounce back after such a tough loss against Olympiacos and then having this massive derby against Panathinaikos next is going to be key and that's and it's and it's nice to have that in your corner and in kind of um uh, your skill level if you're Almeida because he's been through it. He's been through it as a footballer before. And I think he really knows how to talk to players. I mean, look at the turnaround with Amrabat, how Amrabat was 
absolutely wanting to leave the club at the end of last season. And then he had a, a two-hour discussion with, with Almeida and decided to stay. And this year, say what you want about him, yeah. you We love him, absolutely. We can't stand him at times for some of his football play, but he's one of those players that leaves it all out there on the pitch. Um, and he's a, definitely a player that, you know, his contract is up to the end of this year. I would sign him for one more year. You know, that that kind of talk we can have later. Um, but I think Almeida's going to have this team ready to play. But at the same time, everything's played out on the pitch. You can have them mentally, physically ready to play, but we're just going to have to wait and see how they perform on the pitch. And like I said, Panathinaikos, yes, they're coming in league leaders. And for me, Panathinaikos, it doesn't hurt them to have, to have a draw in this match. It doesn't, you know, they're going to come in there not to lose. You lose and then you're, again, going into the rest of the playoffs, or at least for the next match, looking up at Ike. And I don't remember who Panathinaikos play in the next match, but it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, you're going to, you go, you go to your next match with a lot more pressure at that point, if you're Panathinaikos, if you lose this match. So they're going to come in wanting to at least get a result, wanting to at least get a point from this. Uh, as I said before, not to reiterate it, exciting, exciting stuff coming through the playoffs, a lot of drama. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but I'm nervous about this one. Because uh, I really do think, uh, I don't want to say this, but if we get a bad result here, it, this thing could, as we say in English, this thing could snowball. This thing could start going downhill fast um, because then you lose, all morale is broken at that point. And that's something that Panathinaikos is going to look into to come gunning. On the pitch, I see Panathinaikos really pushing that first 15, 20 minutes to get a fast goal because I think that's going to help them get more of a mental advantage against Dyke and to play their style of football more. Because I think Panathinaikos is really going to look to most of the match, try to counter on Ike um, and trying to handle kind of the pressure that Ike's going to be applying because we're going to need the win in this match. So let's move on from here, guys. Like I said, I don't want to keep this podcast that long today. Uh, in other news, Ike basketball get a huge victory against Galatasaray and make it to the quarterfinals of the Basketball Champions League. Huge achievement for this club. And the crowd showed up. It was the first match after the ban that Ike was able to have home fans. And I think between everything, between the opponent, obviously Galatasaray, big opponent from Turkey, uh, crucial match that could have seen you go to the quarterfinals. The volleyball team was being honored at the match. Uh, you know, the day before Tuesday was when um, Mimi's had passed away. Or no, it was that morning. I think, my bad, I think it was that morning. Um, so all that just ruckus, nice crowd. A crowd that you'd love to see at every Ike basketball game. Unfortunately, I, I know it's not possible. Um, and they they really brought it. And I really think that helped elevate the players' play a little bit. And it was a close game up until the very end like was able to pull away had some key three-pointers by Strelnix and um Mitchell didn't Mitchell really didn't have a big game but you know this uh this team seems to be playing well together and the two additions that they picked up uh, the one Spanish player and then Lamar an American guard they seem to be pretty good additions and um 
you know, I mean, to be able to come out of this group where I said most of these teams, and I think Al-Tasaray, if I heard correctly, have four times the size of the budget that I could do in basketball, it's impressive. And, you know, basketball, yes, I know it's a different animal from football, that all it takes is for you to have one or two good players, and then you can you could kind of fill in a roster a little bit, especially in Europe, and in this competition at least, you can kind of fill your roster out with a couple of veteran players to what Ike has done. And hats off to the manager. I mean, um, Mr. Oh gosh, I forget his name. He's done a phenomenal job to be able to kind of tread water through some bad times this season and some good times. But like I said, and you guys that have been with me for the long haul, this is the competition for me that matters because you can't chase down Bonathan Eichelos and Oli Bacos where obviously we were, we lost in the Greek Cup semis. Um, I really don't think, especially as good as Olympiacos are looking like in basketball, like, I think they, they might be bringing the, another Europa League back to Pedas and back to Greece this year. Um, they've looked really good. You're not going to compete for the Greek title with them. Um, your real chance at glory at a big trophy is this basketball Champions League. Now, just because we made it to the final eight, huge, huge accomplishment. I hope they keep going. I hope this team can go as, as far up as they can, maybe make it to the final four, maybe bring a, another basketball Champions League trophy. Let's hope it happens. Let me say, like, I was very pessimistic about it at, at the beginning of the season. And as the season kind of progressed, you know, as with, uh, I think, Frazier leaving, a couple other guys leaving and bringing in new guys. And I've talked about this before, how this constant turnover in basketball is just, it's not good for team chemistry. But they are starting to gel together. They seem to have a, a starting to build a core of a few players where that you can build around. Um, definitely have played a lot better defensively. Um, to their credit, you know, Galatasaray, I think, was kind of feeling the pressure and, and missing a lot of wide open shots. At one point, both teams were missing shots uh, towards the end of the third quarter. Um, but I were able to get the, an impressive win and able to qualify for the for the quarterfinals, and again, which didn't look good. It didn't look good that, that first game against Malaga, we got blown out. I think we ended up losing that game by, I think, more than 20. Um, obviously, that I watched some of that game, and it, just because we fell away that hard at the end, that wasn't the, the case of the entire mat, match. It was towards the end of the match that um, Malaga were able to pull away or Mallorca is it Malaga or Mallorca it's one of those two cities um they were able to pull away and get a and get a big victory a big margin of victory but you know hats off to this team for battling back able to come back and and make us all proud and especially in a week that's been tough with the loss to Libiagos and then the loss of Mr. Papanianu Again, may his memory be eternal. He's never going to be forgotten in the, in the minds and hearts of Ike fans. Just, you know, hearing his, his iconic voice. I went to YouTube and watched a few videos of him singing. And then um, uh, just a humble person watching his interviews that he's done over the years. Um, just a, a great human being that's, that's lost. Uh, but gone, but never forgotten. All right, guys, hopefully Forza, I got to let's get this victory against Panathinaikos this weekend and get to back to the top of the table. I hope you guys all have a good weekend. Enjoy all the football out there. Opa, super, Forza, I got to.
Παιδιά, θα τα ξαναπούμε next week. I'll see you guys next week.